1: Welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie, and I am your host for this podcast. Yeah. So there's a reason why I said this is a podcast that's going to be released on Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. And the, one of those reasons is I have twin three-year-olds and they're unpredictable and you never know when they're going to let you record. The second reason is is i have a job with a rotating schedule and so if i'm working on a wednesday thursday i can't record what i'm working so that would leave friday and the third reason is because crap happens and this week the crap that's happened is a massive cold last week uh, i talked to you guys i was on my way to disneyland with my family to hang out for a couple of days and when we came back uh my whole family except for my wife including except my whole family including my sister-in-law because ex- she came with us and ex- except my wife my wife managed to weather this whole sickness without getting too bad uh, this is the worst cold that i've ever had eh, i don't want to say that didn't be melodramatic this is the worst coat of cold i've had in like five six years it knocked me down so uh, Wednesday, I wasn't able to record because I was just exhausted. Thursday, I wasn't able to record because I was just a mindless zombie. Today, I'm not much better, but I've been listening to like straight heavy metal music for the last 45 minutes. And I've been drinking just masses amounts of caffeine. So I am ready to go. I am super stoked about this uh, podcast. And hopefully I'm not talking too fast and I'm not doing the buffalo breathing because I can't breathe through my nose. <sighs> Well, I guess I could. It's really annoying if I breathe through my nose. So hopefully I'm not breathing too heavy so that it bothers you. Because that's one of the, my pet peeves when people on podcasts, you can just constantly hear them take a breath, which I'm guilty of. So um, in the news, there's some things that like there are a couple of other Tesla podcasts out there um, and they do a great job. So there's some things, like I don't quite understand how financial earnings and all all that stuff is reported. So for now, Tesla just had a financial um, conference call with their investors. I'm not really reporting on that because uh, I don't know, I don't really have anything to expand on. And hopefully by the next time, the next quarter they report, I'll kind of have my feet underneath me. But since this is a new pos- new podcast, I'm just kind of leaving that out. Uh, The second thing is um, there's a lot of reports of Tesla's crashing or catching on fire lately. Um, I'm not going to report on those either because that's what cars do. So um, like I said in the first podcast, I might have said in the second, now I'm going to make it a trifecta hat trick in the third podcast. I'm a firefighter, so that's like our bread and butter. We go on car accidents, we go on car fires, and we go on old ladies who are having difficulty breathing. Um, you know what? And that's that's like pretty much my whole day. Every now and again, we get a structure fire. Every now and again, we get something a little more serious, but that's usually about uh, what we do. And we do a lot of those. We run a lot of calls in the department I work for. So, oh, sorry. This is the second time we're recording this and this is the second time I've dropped something on the floor. Um yeah, so let's get into our first story. This is by Tom Randall from Bloomberg dot com and he has he went camping in a I don't know if it was a rented Tesla, borrowed Tesla Tesla or a review unit Tesla, but he went camping in one. And apparently this is a thing where people take their very expensive cars, drive them to a campground, and sleep in them. Not necessarily for me. Like I would either rather stay in a tent, which is fine. Uh, I used to do a lot of wildland firefighting, so I don't mind sleeping in a tent or even on the ground. It's not my preferred way, but you know, whatever. Or I'm going to stay in an RV. I probably won't bring my $150,000 car, not that I have one, up to, you know, Lake Tahoe, for instance, where this guy went, Tom. And Camp, but he did, and he he wrote an article about it, and it's actually a pretty decent article um he had a model s ninety d which is a hundred and forty seven thousand dollar car. If you fold the model s seats down, you can actually fit a six foot tall person in there or two one side by side. The problem is is the two thousand sixteen has a slight hump when the seats lie down, so it's not even. So he had to buy, he had to get some uh, cardboard boxes to even that out. In addition to the cardboard boxes, he also had um, a blow-up mattress, you know, a blanket, some comfortable stuff to make his uh, Tesla camping trip more comfortable. Um, The nice thing about the car is, if you were going to sleep in the car, is it has climate control. So what happens is if you're just doing your regular thing with a Tesla, you walk up to the car and it unlocks for you. And it kind of, it doesn't start because it's not an internal combustion engine, but it gets the car into a mode that is ready to drive. So it turns on your climate control stuff. If it has, you know, if it needs to turn on lights, it turns on the lights and inside the car and outside the car and all that stuff. Um, And because of this, uh, Tesla doesn't want to run the battery down. So if you're not in the driver's seat for more than 30 minutes, Tesla will turn your car off. Well, the, the the system will turn its, itself off to keep the battery from running down, which totally makes sense. But if you're up in Lake Tahoe, which, you know, Lake Tahoe doesn't, it doesn't get this time of year. I used to live in Reno, Reno, but this time of year doesn't get too bad. But Lake Tahoe can be a little uncomfortable. It can be a little hot or it can be a little cold depending on the time of year. So you don't want to fall asleep and the air conditioner not work. Or you don't want to fall asleep and the, not, the heater not work because you will freeze or, you know, sweat. And it'll be really uncomfortable. So Randall has some steps to prevent the car from turning itself off, the climate control stuff. He has some stuff steps on the website excuse me, on the website, which you can go there if you're interested to read it. It's just basically a little hack around. Um, but there's also a, the Tesla Unauthorized app has a camp mode which checks in with the car every 30 minutes to keep all the climate control stuff running. Um, but the problem is, is the app stops working if you use the phone. So if you, take a call or um, place a call and you forget to turn the app on back on then in 30 minutes your car is going to turn off so um, it's probably more of an annoyance than anything else Um, some things to note here you can only really do this right now in the model s because the model x the second row seatings they don't the second row seats they don't fold um but we have been told in recent um I think Elon Musk tweeted it out, but uh there's gonna be when on the model three, when you fold the seats down, they're gonna lay flat and there's gonna be about um five and a half feet. So for me I'm five ten, so I would have to like either lay sideways or you know lay in the fetal position which is my preferred way to lay the fetal position. That's my preferred way to do everything. So um, when the Model 3 comes out, you could actually do this, uh, just not right now with the Model X, because like I've said, those second row seats, doesn't they don't fold down. And I've heard from other Tesla owners, when I say other Tesla owners, I'm not including myself, because I'm not a Tesla owner. I've heard from Tesla Model X owners that it's really annoying that that second level of seats, second row of seats, doesn't fold down. So hopefully something in the future, they'll make that happen. Um, I can tell you that I have a 2017 uh, Chrysler Pacifica, and all the seats fold down on that thing. And it is really nice when all those seats are like the front two captains, not the front two, the second row captain seats, they fold into the... the floor and the back seat just kind of folds back into its little spot that is a really really nice feature if you have to haul something i really if you are looking for an internal combustion engine that does not have fantastic gas mileage but hauls a lot of stuff and kids and all their stuff i'd highly recommend the pacifica if you can't afford a um model x anyway moving on The benefits to this sleeping in your car thing, obviously, if with an electric vehicle, is it's quiet. Um, He mentioned the great panoramic views. It just sips the battery as uh, the juice in the battery keeps the battery lost about, he said, 7% between uh, the time he went to sleep and when he woke up. So that's that's not terrible. The negative is when you're camping, the daytime running lights are on. Because the car is on. The car doesn't know you're in camping mode. So that's on. And also the big 17-inch screen is on. Which for me would burn through my retinas, through my eyelids. That would drive me up the freaking wall. I could not stand having that 17-inch screen on. So that would be negative. On to the next story. Which is actually an, allegedly ele- an electric story. Uh, take a drink here. But uh, I read it from Digital Trends and by Bruce Brown. But Ford announced a Model E will be coming in 2019, spring of 2019. Uh, They said that this is going to be a 200-mile range electric vehicle. um, And they're calling it affordable. Now, there's a video on Digital Trends' website of... Two kids racing drones through a warehouse through Ford vehicles like cargo vans and Mustangs. And there's another car that's kind of doing like some Tokyo Drift type of stuff inside the warehouse with the drones. I don't know if this is the car, the Model E that they're talking about, um, or if this is just some other car that they have, but it's ugly. It looks like it's it's not as ugly as the Bolt, but it's an ugly car. It's not a car that I would want to drive. Now, I don't know. I think Ford's a great company. I don't know what they have going on as far as like maybe this is just one kind of it's a it looks like a hatchback four door hatchback looking thing, kind of like a like an old escort wagon, but newly updated. I don't know. It's not my thing. I think it's ugly. But uh, they're they're, They haven't said a price, but they said affordable. And here's what affordable means to me. Because right now they have a Tesla E, not Tesla, I'm sorry. They have a Ford Fusion electric car, which I think starts at $35,000, but it only goes like 90 miles. So I would assume that this affordable Tesla car is probably going to start at about 35,000 miles, which is where the Bolt, about where the Bolt and the new Tesla Model 3 are going to be, and that will... uh, yeah, I, I don't know, it might do well. Um I don't I think Ford makes good cars. We looked at a Ford when we bought our latest car. Um and it was only uh, you know the Chrysler really fit more of what we needed and the other stuff was just, you know, nonsense. Just extra. So we didn't really go with the Ford because of that. Next story slate.com. Wheel Aremus? He reports that this is still on to the Ford stuff. Ford wants to produce a driverless car fleet by 2021. That means no gas pedal, no brake, no steering wheel, driverless. Now, I don't know if they're going to... They're saying, like, these are going to be vehicles that drive people around. Like, it's kind of like an Uber type thing. I don't know if uh, they're going to be something that you can purchase. Um, And quite frankly, and I think I've said this before on this podcast, but until I'm not comfortable with, and I love this technology, but I'm not comfortable with fully automatic driving vehicles, uh, which is to be level four, level five autonomy until most other, all the other people on the road have them. There, There needs to be a lot more cars, I guess, before I'd be interested in that and the reason why is is it's still new technology and I'm not willing to put my family's life at risk for something that's brand new technology. So if something happened um, and I killed my family and myself, I would all for the sake of owning an autonomous vehicle. I'm not really down with that. Um, so I think this is a great idea once the majority of vehicles on the road are fully autonomous then i'm completely on board as long as there's no proprietary like fords will only talk to fords and toyotas will only talk to toyotas like everybody needs to talk to everybody when you're on the road and you know through satellites and sensors on the car and all this other stuff like the you know uh cameras and sensors and you know basically just kind of keeping you out of trouble and always watching and even then you know, something could go wrong. Like Tesla's, um, Tesla's, uh, Tesla's like, uh, oh man, sorry. The cold is really kicking in here and I, I'm losing my, my brain. Tesla's, um, Tesla's, uh, infrastructure went down for like their maps and communication and stuff. Now the cars will still drive because you can drive them because it's a car, but it's still, it was down and they, think it might have been when i say the they the articles are i read, think it might have been because of at&t that's just kind of like an off hand remark about why you know you just can't trust this stuff until it's been fully vetted and out there and working and the majority of the people have this stuff and we're all working on the same technology moving on from that rant this is from electric fred lambert uh lg makes good on the bolt So I guess, I didn't know this this is really interesting, LG is providing a lot of the components that make the Bolt an electric car. Like, you obviously they're not providing the tires, but they're providing, like, um, the system for the electronics, like the power electronics, like the onboard charger and things like that, the climate control system, the displays, the motor, the batteries, um, the telematics, all this stuff is being... um, being supplied by lg now here's what's kind of interesting okay so the chevy bolt will go about 200 miles which is what the model three and the ford model e are said to go um that's what their range is supposed to be the model the bolt will start at thirty-seven thousand five hundred dollars, right um per car lg stands to make and they probably you know they make this anyway because ford has to buy their components $8,700. $8,700. So $8,700 of that car goes to LG. That's not bad. Even if the Bolt is a failure, LG stands to make out. Maybe not entirely financially, but just in the like process of building an electric car with a company like Chevy, they're going to get better components and be able to continue and off- offer this stuff to other companies. And hopefully we'll get more and less ugly because the Chevy Bolt's hideous, but more electric vehicles that are, that come in a nice, pretty shell. I don't know what the hell is up with car companies right now. Because if you look at an electric vehicle, they just must not, Chevy must not want you to buy a Bolt because the thing is hideous. If Ford's car looks like what's in the video, I was I was just explaining about the drone stuff, hideous. Who the hell wants to buy a hideous car? I want a cool looking car that is safe and, you know, has all sorts of of gadgets and gizmos. I don't want anything else unless it's a cool looking car. Like if I'm going to spend a bunch of money, $40,000 about on a car, it better look nice. It better not look like a $15,000 piece of crap that I could buy from Volkswagen, which I love Volkswagen. I've, my last three cars have been Volkswagen but if I'm buying a fifteen thousand dollar car and it looks like a Volkswagen, it better be a fifty or thirty five thousand dollar car and it looks like a Volkswagen. It better be. It better be chop full of goodies. And even then, like I want to look cool. I want if I'm going to spend that much money, I want it to be a status symbol. And I think a lot of other people do too. Next story. This is a rumor. The p100d battery pack that's a rumor it's been a rumor for some time i thought about reporting on this last week but um it, it's looking to be more and more true some Ur- european registration authority i can't remember which one i think it might have been the dutch they're having uh they had announced an approval for the p100d battery so based on the specs that were found online this is what ends up happening. Uh, for a Model S, it would extend, not extend, the range of a Model S would ex- would be 324, which I think is a, it's about 240 now, Would that would be 324 miles, and the range of a Model X with the same battery would be 270 miles. And this is awesome because it gets rid of some of that range anxiety, which I think some people may have, I don't know if a lot of people really have that, if it's really a, a hurdle, Because if you really want, if you have $100,000 and you really want to buy a Tesla Model S, you're just going to buy the Model S. Um, And if you're in that range where you can barely afford the $60,000 model but you really want it and you save up so you can have your nice down payment so you can afford that $60,000 Model S, you're just going to buy it. Like you're buying the car because you want that specific car. So I don't necessarily agree with range anxiety but I do think this is really good just for cars in general and going forward and the trickle-down effect that it's going to have to the Model 3, Um, and hopefully that'll end up making those battery packs cheaper, and then it goes on to the Model Y, which is the new compact SUV that Elon Musk was talking about on the earnings call, which hasn't been officially announced yet. So, but why is this important? Why... Like I said, only a few people can really afford these cars, especially at the level of a 100D battery. That's 100 kilowatt hours. So um, those people more than likely already have a Tesla. And if they're on the fence and they have the money, they're just going to buy the biggest, baddest Tesla they can get, whether it's the Model X or the Model S. Here's the great thing to people like me. Now, still, I'm not going to buy a used car for $50,000 because I can't afford a used car for $50,000. I don't have that kind of money. But as these people who already have Teslas, who are already enthusiasts, even call them evangelists, are upgrading their cars, that will put more of these Teslas into the secondary market so that regular people can actually afford them. So, again, like... Elon Musk has set up through the master plan is the more expensive cars, the which I would I don't know how much this is going to cost the hundred D battery pack, but let's say it's one hundred and sixty thousand dollars. Don't know, but let's just say it's one hundred sixty thousand dollars. That will help finance further Model S cars, but it will also help get to a place where the Model Threes can be produced quicker with a better influx of cash. Sorry, I didn't mean to hit the mic stand there. Boom. So I think this is awesome. I think that the, the people who, like I said, the people who already own these cars. I'm just going to restate what I've already said, man, cold medicine. I am not, just repeating myself. So yeah, that's pretty much all I have for today, which is good. Cause we're right at the 22 minute mark. Um, So I don't know, I can't remember because I had to record this podcast a couple different times because I made so many stupid flubs and mistakes. And this was the least flubs and mistakes that I had. But um, my email address, bodie at 918digital.com, that's B-O-D-I-E at um, 918digital.com. I've been giving this email out to not only people on this podcast, but other people that I would like to someday do business with. And it turns out I changed some DNS information, and it wiped out all my MX information, which goes to my Google Mail for 918 Digital. So if you tried to email me, I appreciate it. It didn't get to me. So if you want to, please re-email me, and I will be sure to um, answer your email and hopefully put you on the show. Uh, Twitter... My Twitter handle is at 918Digital, 918Digital. And uh, phone number, you can call and leave a message. It's 918-401-0071. And if you could, and there's only a few people that listen to this podcast. It's only the third episode now. But um, it would mean a really a, like a ton if you guys went to iTunes and left a, even if it's an honest review, it's okay. But if, you, if, if it's a really negative, honest review and you just want to email that to me, that'd be fine too. But if you can go to iTunes and leave a review, that would make a big difference on not only the rankings, but hopefully um, that might get somebody else to listen to the podcast because I would like to actually grow the podcast. This isn't something that I'm trying to make any money on. It's something I'm doing because it's a passion project of mine. Uh, but I would like people to listen. Um, I'll do it for one person. I would rather do it for a couple hundred. So yeah, thanks so much. And I really appreciate you guys listening. And hopefully next week I will not be sick. I will not have a runny nose. I will not be standing in my closet sweating like a pig because I'm on all sorts of cold medicines and there's no ventilation in here and it's in Phoenix and it's a hundred and whatever degrees right now. Yeah, thanks so much, and I will see you guys next week.